Innovation on the Edge with Microsoft Edge is a weekly podcast that explores the cutting edge of internet innovation and pop culture trends. Each week, we'll dig into how people are currently using the web to innovate, notable ways in which it's evolving, what its future might look like, and how we can create the future together. Welcome curious creators, disruptors, and innovators to Innovation on the Edge. How does something go viral? What's the science behind virality? It's become such a part of our social fabric, but have you ever stopped to think about what goes into it? Today, my guest is Justin Moran, the digital director for Paper Magazine. Now, if there's any outlet who understands how to get people talking, it's paper. Everyone remembers the very cheeky, pun intended, Kim Kardashian cover from 2014. They basically invented the term break the internet. And since then, there have been many, many more. So... I can't wait to pick his brain. Let's dive in. Thanks for hanging with me, Justin. Thanks Welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh my I'm gosh. so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I've been you're a hard guy to to oh get God. to schedule. <laughs> so I'm fi- I'm glad we're finally doing it. I am too. Here in Beverly Hills. <laughs> hanging out. Um well, I want to kick off just kind of by talking about your journey and how you got to Paper Magazine. Sure. I've worked in media specifically in magazines like almost my entire life. And um, when I was in college, I studied magazine journalism and fashion business. And my first internship was with Paper Magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was at the time like such a dream come true. And it's crazy thinking about it now because it's just my everyday life, basically. But at the time, moving to New York City and working at Paper Magazine was like everything that I could have wanted out of my life. Yeah. Um, but I, I was there for a summer. I really focused on nightlife and queer culture and kind of these things that are very OG paper topics and um, really carved out my own space as an intern and then kept freelancing afterwards. Um, And I had a a column called Trends with Benefits, which was actually, since we're talking about virality, um, the reason that they kept this column going is I started this, it was a trend column and the first trend was bonnet core, which was like... This was maybe 2013, but that was, like, super, super viral. Yeah, Like, so viral that it got picked up on, like, serious news stations. Interesting. Yeah, and I kind of just, like, I was, like, a dumb college kid that was really interested in the strangest things, and I basically pieced together these weird subcultures and decided that bonnets were trending, and there was, like, a bonnet core party that Molly Soda threw in Brooklyn, and, um... It just, like, really took off. Anyway, so from there, I just kept working with paper. And um, Drew Elliott, when he acquired paper four years ago, brought me on to kind of revamp the digital space. Yeah. That's cool. So you've always kind of had your finger on what's trending in pop culture. Is that something that's always just been sort of an easy thing for you? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've thought a lot about this topic today, and I think I've always been interested in finding things that I think are going to be trending Mm -hmm. versus, like, finding the things that are trending now. Like, I love to be a part of the thing that gets talked about because I've worked on something that, you know, makes it become a thing or I've realized someone is going to become really big and gotten in early to kind of be, like, an early adopter of that person or that idea. Um, So that has always been of interest to me. So it's interesting that now I'm working on a publication that's very much so known for these big viral moments because... I actually love 
to find things right before. That's but kind that, of big. That, that's why you're good at your job, though, <laughs> right? Like that yeah. is that that you're you're actually an influencer yeah. in that way. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. not in that. <laughs> you're like I'm like you're well, like easy. <laughs> yeah. but, but influence influencing yeah. people and what's going to be trending and what's going to go yeah. viral potentially. Yeah, it's like influencing sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, kind of like um yeah, like the magician behind the whatever the Wizard of Oz moment is. Totally behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. So from you, from coming from someone from media, like. What what would you say breaking the internet is exactly? Like what are in your own words? Yeah. I mean I think um I think it's creating something that disrupts the internet and makes people talk about it for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that idea has changed so much since the Kim Kardashian Break the Internet cover that paper did in twenty fifteen. I mean iconic. Um because then I feel like it was much easier to break the internet. Like, doing a cover like that with Kim Kardashian having champagne on her butt, like, was such a kind of shocking moment. Totally. And um, I I was not working at paper when that moment happened. Okay. That was when I was a freelancer. Um, Drew Elliott and Mickey Boardman, the geniuses behind that uh-huh. moment. But I think now it's much more difficult to break the internet. I was going to add, that's actually a question um, I had for you. Yeah. Because I think that there were constantly inundated with viral things. Every yeah. day something goes viral. I mean, I always think at this point it's like, you're lucky if something gets talked about for like half a day yeah, or like a full day, because we are constantly seeing so much that I don't really know if the idea of breaking the internet can happen anymore. Yeah. Um, I think we saw it with trying to think of some recent break the internet moments. I mean, I think it's something like Billie Eilish turning her hair blonde. Yeah. Like she is in control of that. You know, I don't even know if you need a partner to kind of break the internet. So I think then it's fair to say breaking the internet and going viral this day and age are two completely different things. I think and so. numbers on le- different levels, right? Yeah. So like if how would you say when it comes to like I don't know if you can answer this but the data behind breaking the internet numbers versus yeah. viral. Well, in terms of break the internet Kim Kardashian, yeah, let's the, go there. the data was I know crazy like it literally broke Google Analytics like it was like insane, you know, in the billions of impressions kind of situation. Um but I think for us I don't know. Like, we don't really monitor um, impressions in such a close way. Interesting. Um, I think you can kind of tell when something is being talked about and people are excited about it in a much more organic way. Um, And sometimes we don't even plan for that to happen. Like, I remember when we shot Christina Aguilera for a transformation issue three years ago, and it's the cover image of her really bare face, like, no makeup. Um, I don't think any of us expected for it to have as big a moment as it did. Interesting. And you can kind of just feel when people are obsessing over it and talking about it on Twitter. And it becomes a moment um, in a much more organic way than, like, really understanding, like, this is going viral now. Yeah. Well, being a part of those moments then, because you're saying they're not necessarily planned, but looking back on them, is there anything, like, is there any science that kind of makes you, you're like, oh, this is why it went viral. I get it now. Or can you speak from that side of it? Yeah, totally. Does that make sense? The, The thing that we always try and do at paper is, and it's kind of simple, it's like, Especially when you're shooting a subject. So it's like, well, how do people want to see this person? Like, that's like the simplest kind of idea. Mm. And sometimes I think people get so caught up in like, we want this to be really elevated and we want this to be a fashion moment. But it's like, really, how do you, what would you want to see from this person? And what do people not realize that they want to see from this person? But once they see it, they'll be like, oh my God, that is such a good idea. I didn't um, know I needed it. Yeah, I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> and I, I think we've done that many, many times. I mean, 
Um, one of the projects that I'm most proud of is when we shot Sonia Morgan from Real Housewives wearing mm. Telfar bags. Yes. Which that was like, Telfar is having such a huge moment uh-huh. and is basically like one of the biggest designers in America at this point, but at the time was very much so kind of like an underground, like New York based name. And um, I remember having to kind of like convince Sonia to do it by saying like, Telfar is like a CFDA award winning designer. Like, you know, this is like super legit. But that pairing, I think people were like, oh, my God, this is so crazy and makes no sense. Like yeah. a real housewife with this like underground New York designer. Um, so that was something that I was like, this is going to look really cool. And then it really took off. Huh. And I realized it's because nobody knew that they wanted to see Sonia looking so like fashiony and like glam. And people didn't know that they wanted to see Telfar on kind of like a household name. Hmm. Um, so then for you, when you, because obviously being the, the digital director, do you ever have those conversations where you're like, okay, how can we make this go viral? Like, has that ever come out of your mouth? We always think, how are we going to get people to talk about this? Yeah, is, I and think, share the it. Thing. And share this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we just had Aquaria transform herself into Amy Lee from Evanescence. Like, that oh, was, wow. a, it's like, what... And that was kind of flipped. It was like, Evanescence is coming back. Amy Lee is having an album. Like, what could we do to be a really surprising partner to, like, actually really generate conversation around Amy Lee's comeback? And it's not going to just be, like, an interview. Like, you know, tell me about this new album. I was like, okay, like, let's transform Aquaria into Amy Lee and not shoot Amy Lee at all. That, I think, is um, another great example of how we kind of are like, how are we going to get people to really talk about this? I feel like that taps into nostalgia. And nostalgia is a big thing that, like, and I work, I need it too. We love a nostalgia nostalgia moment. That, I feel like that can go viral very often. Yes, yeah. I posted recently my, you're gonna laugh. I had American Nationals an obsession growing up, I'm and still I still do. <laughs> right? And I went home. I, I'm from Michigan, and I opened up. I had like this like collection that I shared on my TikTok. Went viral, yeah. you know, yes. like stuff like that. But yeah. so, okay, what would you say are some things that go viral? Nostalgia is one of them. Nostalgia like, is one it of humor? Them. Is it like what would you say that yeah. you've learned? Humor is probably the biggest thing that I've learned coming into paper because before paper, I I think that I had kind of like a more serious approach to doing things, but realizing that. I think the function of a magazine and a media company is to be an entertainment company and to kind of like entertain people. Yeah. So if you start to think about it through that lens, it's like what's going to make people laugh? What's going to entertain people? And like you said, what's going to make people want to share with their friends and be like, isn't this so funny? Isn't mm-hmm. this so like this is making me feel something? Pete Davidson as the Kendall. Oh, for yes. For actual break the internet issue. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And like that was funny, but it was also... You know, again, going back to the idea of what do people want to know about or like, well, how do they want to see Mm -hmm. this person? And we had teased that image as if it would be full frontal. And we ended up revealing the full cover and it was like a Ken doll. There was nothing there. So like that's kind of a perfect mix of, I think, humor and comedy. And then kind of like giving people what they think that they want. But yeah. then it's like, we didn't actually give it we to you. We didn't them. give it to you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm trying to think what else it would be that would like, like emotions. Like I feel like yeah. you see things go viral that are like emotional or like night yeah. emotion. Is there anything else that, that yeah, comes to I mind? Yeah, I mean, I think relatability. Showing celebrities who you think are this like really untouchable person in a natural, real way. Mm. Um, making someone really relatable, I think is like what connects to people. I think that that's um, very trendy right now just given yeah. the times we're in. Where yeah. It's like it almost feels like I'm saying this now it could change in like a month but like less makeup more yeah. natural yeah. like people want it because everyone's at home not wearing right. makeup right. you know like. But then it'll be interesting now if it flips where people are wanting more aspirational totally. kind of like escapism things but I think people um, 
in the past at least four years that I've worked at paper, there was definitely a really strong point where people wanted like op-eds and they mm. wanted to know the real person. You know, you think about like Paris Hilton releasing that really powerful um, documentary about yeah. her experience dealing with like abuse in the public eye. I think we're like learning now that these celebrities that we put on a pedestal and run touchable are actually like they're just like doing this for a job and then they're real people and that yeah. people have always said that but I think we're really understanding it now and people are craving it so those kind of ideas I think really resonate with people and do you ever look at sort of like the data of what people want like are you are you studying your audience at all no we're definitely always looking at analytics like and I, I think what's interesting is you can tell especially with cover launches or really big moments on analytics you can almost instantly tell if something is going to be successful mm-hmm. based on the numbers that you're looking at in real time but I think also we're really just looking at organic conversations happening Mm. on Twitter, especially, or other social media platforms. But yeah, of course, there's a baseline of analytical understanding of of our work. But I think it's, it's just like, it's maybe not that serious. It's just yeah. like what gets the people talking. Totally. You're like, <laughs> and I know. <laughs> I know yeah. What are your thoughts? Because obviously we were talking about a media company making something go viral. We, you have you have the influencer or you have, you know, the Kim Kardashians of the world, the Pete Davidsons who have a following. Like what is their role in making it go viral? I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It's like I think we view celebrities as kind of like our partners and a lot of times our creative partners. But they're so important to us. I mean, there's only so much power that we have, but their fan bases, I think, are what really make things go crazy because they're such diehards. They're sharing the stuff, yes. you know, transforming the images. They're keeping it alive for days on end. Um, yeah, the stands. Yeah, the stands, <laughs> the stands are real. But but that's cool that you actually make them a part of the creative process because it's not just like, you know, and I work for Billboard, you sit down and do an interview. They might share it, they might not, depending yeah. if, they, if they like yeah. how it turned out or how they look. But with this, they yeah. actually have full creative control. And so it's kind of, you almost, almost make it it's brilliant in a sense because you make it seem like it's their baby too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say them sharing is so important. Of course. Like a retweet, you know, is so powerful from the person that's featured, of course. Um, I think we don't give them full creative control. Yeah. Um, we definitely have a lot of creative license at paper with the people that we're working with. But we want them to be – we create our ideas with the talent in mind. And I think that's why our photo shoots are really, really strong because um, – we're not ignoring the fact that they like are are the subject in the shoot. Yeah. Like it has to make sense in their world. Um, and sometimes we do sit on hour long calls with them. Like that's what we did for our Gwen Stefani shoot. Like she was really involved. Wow. Because um, cool. we want them to feel comfortable, and when we release the imagery, we want them to feel excited. Love that. How about? Uh, can you think of any attempts of virality that fizzled or backfired? I think sometimes you know, the story also has to come out at the right time and you Mm. can't always get that right. It makes you think how timing when it comes to viral moments is everything. It's everything. And sometimes you can't, you literally just can't know what's, Mm -hmm. what, when, when is the right time or am I too early to this? When talking about now, obviously talking about the media and things going viral, but translating it now to just, and like we saw it all through quarantine is just like, random people, like accidental people going viral. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that and kind of what the science behind that is? Yeah. I mean, that, I think this past year we've seen a lot of people, more people go randomly viral than ever because I think people are bored, people on their phones (laughs) more than ever before and people are creating more than ever before. Um, But I think humor was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, we all needed it. Yeah, we all needed it. And so many comedians, I think, really launched careers. Mm -hmm. Like, you look at someone like Jordan Firstman, the ocean spray man yes. you know like these like random things and these people just launched 
kind of like careers off of these little TikToks or things like that. Um, and at paper, I mean, that's something we're always keeping our eye out for those random viral moments mm-hmm. and then finding ways to legitimize them, whether it's like be their first interview yes. or like be their first photo shoot. We just shot Brittany Broski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you know, kombucha girl. Uh-huh. And she's become this big comedian. I think one of the biggest, you know, voices on TikTok. And I don't think she's ever been shot in a way that's really kind of like... Um, high concept, high glam, and our team put together this incredible concept to kind of do this bewitched shoot for Brittany Broski. And again, it's what everyone wanted to see from her because she's so beautiful. And I don't think we've ever seen her look so beautiful. And once, even when we were on set, we were putting her in like Versace and like a full face of makeup. And we were like, you're actually so stunning. We are always finding the ways to take these kind of like internet, like fleeting celebrities and really give them like the, the moment that they deserve. It's so interesting because I think, you know, when, like, YouTube started in 2009, we started seeing these, like, you know, influencers become famous. But yeah. now it's, like, on a whole other level with TikTok <laughs> and, like, all the other platforms. It's yeah. just, like, it's a, it's such a crazy world we live in. And being in media and seeing the new musicians come up, the, the models, the comedians, it's just such a wild I know. World. There's so there's so many now. I know. I, like, can't keep up. I've also, I just moved to L.A. from New York, like, oh, two wow. and a half months ago. and. Congrats. Welcome. Thank you. I feel the like kind of influencer culture yes. more heavily oh, here than I do in New York. And I just wonder what's going to happen with all of these people that have huge audiences online, but maybe aren't like recognizable household names or recognizable on the street. But then you go on TikTok and they have millions of followers. Like, I guess, where does that um, translate? Where does like, that translate? Yeah. It's, I think it'll be interesting to see over the next few years. It reminds me of like, I remember being early on, like friends with like Tyler Oakley when he first got really big and he's one of the influencers that I like I think he's done such a good job at just taking the right business steps and so it'll be interesting because you do you see and and I just recently was at this that like boxing match in Miami where the the two TikTokers were fighting and I it was interesting observing them and seeing like they're just so used to having all this attention around them but like in my head I'm like you know what it's it'll be interesting to see people like you guys who like you just got famous for doing these little dances on TikTok like where are you going to go where next? You go? Like you could go somewhere great. Yeah, like it just yeah. you have it such a platform on, right now. Yeah, I mean, like think about someone like Troy Sivan who started oh, on YouTube yes. and is like now such an incredible musician. And like even in the past year, I think has become such like a, a visual, like tastemaker. Like mm-hmm. all of their videos, um, you know, they. I mean, he has really changed or pivoted from being a YouTuber to a musician. Oh, 100%. Um, and he's very, like, he's he's very, um, what's the word? Like, he's not someone that's, like, in your face. Like, yeah. It, it's like when yeah. you hear from him, you're like, oh, Yes, yay! it's such a treat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about, obviously, it's, you know, every day something goes viral. I was thinking back. I'm like, what was, and I want to know from you, what was, like, your first, the first memory you have of something going viral? Ooh. Um, God, it's probably, like, like Kelly shoes. That's literally what I was gonna say. Okay, because shoes. I think that's I think that's like the first one, right? Like I think well that yeah that that's definitely the first shoes. one. Shoes. Oh my god, shoes. Which that was interesting because humor was such a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Kelly was just in something recently, like has withstood the test of really? time. Yeah, like, I forget. It was acting? like a no. I think it was like a song or like a music video featuring Kelly or something. Okay, but definitely shoes or like Chris Crocker, like Leave Britney Alone. Yeah, which it's actually really interesting. That's made a whole that round. Yes, roundabout. yeah, and I think Chris just like sold that as an NFT or oh, something. Oh wow, yeah. See, that's crazy. Yeah, um, but it's I think it's interesting how queer people, if you think back to the original viral moments, were like 
the ones making it happen. I mean, and I'm just saying, yeah, it's pretty incredible. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone viral? Um, no, I mean, me, like, not myself, which okay. I, I could never, I wouldn't want no. that much attention. Um, I'm much happier. Like, the reason that I love my job is I love to be behind people's success. And if that means I'm going viral in a positive way, I that's what makes me happy because it's like, for me, when I see an idea out in the world that I was a part of, like, that feels like an extension of myself. Totally. Like, versus it being me the one that's the face of it, I know that I you know, decided on that person or I came up with that creative or like I came up with a strategy for the launch. Like those kind of things bring me joy versus being viral myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Overall, what's been like your proudest career moment of virality, would you say? And what were the steps that you got to it? Our Lady Gaga cover was like such a major moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that went viral just because she is one of the most powerful, Mm -hmm. you know, people in music. Um, but that cover, I was really proud of. Um, I worked on it with Nicola Formichetti, who is my old boss in New York. So mm-hmm. it kind of felt amazing to work on like a cover story with someone that he's been he's worked with for so long yeah. to create another big moment in her career. That was like such a dream come true for me. And that came out right before the pandemic, or it was like the first day of lockdown in New mm-hmm. York. And it was kind of this weird sort of dystopian vibe because the shoot feels very like apocalyptic. And it came out right as the world was shutting down. And I remember we launched that cover and I wrote the cover story, which was also oh, wow. special for me. But yeah. I, we launched it from my bedroom. And it was kind of this weird thing <gasps> of like, crazy. I was like alone in my room by myself experiencing like probably the biggest story I've ever worked on in my life and experiencing that like moment by myself in my bedroom it's because funny. we couldn't be with anyone else. And usually you'd be like in an office. Or, or like celebrating yeah. at any parties. Yeah. Going to like, happy hour, like whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I remember like rolling it out and I was just sitting in my bed in, in Bushwick. You know, and I was like, this is weird because this is such a major moment, but I'm like by myself. But that I was so I was so proud of that whole thing. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. And what do you think uh, next? What's going to break the Internet next? What's you if you had to guess? I'm curious. You know, the thing that's challenging is we always have so many ideas and sometimes you just can't do them. Like whether it's like the talent's not available or like we've 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 definitely rolled through so many break the internet ideas over the past four years that I've been at paper that sometimes they don't come to light which is so sad and I'm like one day I'm like holding on to all these ideas because one day it'll work it for will. a certain it's person it's timing remember yeah yeah it's totally timing I guess like the one of the things that will always go viral is nudity but I think the idea of nudity is becoming much more empowering than maybe it was mm. viewed in the past so I think that there's something really powerful about somebody wanting to be naked in front of mm-hmm. the public eye um, especially if they're in control of that decision so I think that's, like, will forever be kind of the thing that yeah. <laughs> breaks the internet. But, of course, like, you know, I think weird pairings between photographers and really big talent or um, the most famous people in the world that have been only viewed in one particular way and really shaking that up and presenting them in a completely new way. That's so cool. Um, like, whether it's, like, elevating them or, like... Um, yeah, I mean, there there are some, I think going back to the idea of these TikTokers, like they're so powerful. And I think a lot of TikTokers aren't legitimized in kind of like a high fashion way or like mm. an editorial way. Um, and their fans are so ravenous and excited to see them do anything. Yes. That to see them shot wearing like 
a full designer look and, a, and you know, shot by someone like David LaChapelle. You know, like those kind of things, I think, excite people still. The artsiness, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking of all the things. Nostalgia. Those are the yeah. things that we're seeing. I mean, I totally forgot about Amanda Bynes, Break oh, the Internet. I saw, like, yeah, your people yeah, mag. Yeah, like that was, like, that was a huge moment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because we hadn't seen her in so long. So also bringing someone out uh, into the, the public eye that hasn't spoken or been shot in a while or has a really intense story that they're finally ready to tell. Um, I think, again, it, as long as the subject is fully, you know, wanting to do this and wanting to, you know, bear it all, whether it's like physically or emotionally, like that's probably the most important thing too, is making sure that they're on board. It's interesting because you're talking a lot about pictures, which obviously is the world we live in, but also like how much does, because that just you saying that them wanting to tell their story, how much is the story what's going viral versus the pictures? Yeah. I mean, it depends because with Amanda Bynes, it was very much so like focusing on the story. Um, And I think any sort of photo shoot with her at the time would have excited people because she just hadn't been shot professionally in so long. But I do think that there is power in incredibly written interviews and profiles. And if you can have that and a crazy photo shoot, yeah. like you really, really are winning. But um, I think people are visual first, especially younger people. Yeah. Like I think Paper's audience is getting younger and younger. Like we've really been focusing in on, because I'm 27. So I, I started at Paper when I was 23 in a full-time role. So I, I feel like kind of youth culture has really been the focus mm-hmm. um, and they don't really <laughs> people don't really read my, my like my like journalist friends and my um, co-workers are gonna be like Justin <laughs> no but I love I love like a really strong photo shoot yeah, first <laughs> and a, and as a really if if we can get an incredible interview second because okay. I think more than ever celebrities are more tight-lipped with interviews I found too. yeah um, because they can they can kind of say whatever they want on social media. So sometimes interviews are where they get kind of more but Yeah, that's true. Which I think should change. Yeah. I think everyone should be vulnerable all the time totally. in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, going back to kind of just the science behind virality with, with paper and just your experience, what percentage do you feel like um, of the stuff you put out do you know is going to go viral versus the stuff that surprises you? Like, hmm. I think... Um, are you asking if how much we know will go viral yeah. before we like, put it out? Yeah, like how much are you surprised that it yeah. like, becomes this big moment? I think we kind of know when something's going to be a big moment. I think sometimes we're surprised when we get like the final photos in and we're like, oh my God, like this is so much more major than we ever yeah. thought it would be. Um, and then at that point, it's like, okay, like we're going to put this out and people are going to be excited. Um, I think we're also aware when something isn't going to be as big of a deal and we kind of like emotionally prepare for that too. It's like, this is strong. It's not going to be the biggest moment, but like we have plenty of those Mm. kind of locked away. So it's kind of, I mean, I would say it's like half and half. Um, Our cover moments, we always want to be really, really big moments. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you've done a great job at it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, thank you so much. This thanks. has been so great. Just thanks for having me. Love um, talking about the internet. I know. Is there? Uh, where can everyone follow you? Um, you can follow me at um, on Instagram and Twitter at Justin T Moran M O R A N, and uh, paper is just paper on Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. I'd like to thank our guest, Justin Moran, for joining me on Innovation on the Edge with Microsoft Edge. We'll be back next week with another episode exploring more internet innovations, pop culture trends, and how we can create a better future together.